Sukkah Perik Dalad Mishnah Tess four nine, and now the Mishnah goes on to the next piece of that first mission of our Perik, which talked about Nisuch Hamayim, the water libation. The water libation was something special done just during the holiday of Sukkot. It is a halach lemoshim misinai. We have an oral tradition going back to Moshe Rabbeinu, but it's not explicit or even necessarily alluded to in the Pesukim. Um, and our mission here will describe how it was performed. Now, the next whole chapter, essentially, the fifth chapter of Sukkah, will um, discuss the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, which is the celebrations that happened in anticipation of the drawing of the waters and they're being poured on the Mizbeach. The following morning, they partied all night, but that's the topic of the subsequent Mishnayos. Here, in our mission, we're talking about how the actual Nisuchamayim, the water libation, happened. So, the mission says, Nisuchamayim Ketzad. They had a golden flask, which had a capacity to hold three lug of water. A lug, for my purposes, and my Mishnah, I always say, you can think of the lug as being half a liter. Um, and therefore, three lugin is basically a one and a half liter. It's like, think of a one and a half liter, you know, bottle of Coke or something. And it's all they have like that. Um, the truth is the range is somewhere between 1.03 and 1.8 is liters, is how much three lugar, but one and a half is good for our purposes. And they filled it, they filled it with water from the shiluach. The shiluach, also known as the gichon, is a natural spring that emerges um, in Jerusalem, just outside the temple area. It's still actually um, there today, called a siloam in English, like the Christian name, but it's there, and you can go in um, what they call Hezekiah's tunnels and actually see it's Gihon and it's rushing water. It's very impressive. They're taking the water specifically from this spring because um, the Pasuk, which in Yeshaya, the famous Pasuk referring to the Simcha of the drawing of the water, it says, Usha'avtem maim besason. You will draw those waters while rejoicing, besason. Ha-Yeshua. From the waters of redemption, but a Mayan is a spring. So that's the Dafka natural spring water that emerges by itself, meaning it's like called Maim Chaim. That's the source that it must be for bringing the Nisa Chamaim, the water libation. Lecharchila um, also should be from specifically the Shiluach, because that was specifically, you know, particularly a nice, clear, sweet water. Now, it will be poured as a part of the Tamid Shel Shachar, the morning daily offering, it's a kind of Ola. Every Ola, and certainly therefore every Tamid, is accompanied by Nesachim. Um, one of those components is uh, wine. So there's a wine libation that's poured every morning with the Tamid Shel Shachar. And here we're saying in addition to the wine libation, there will also be a water libation. That's what we're talking about over here, and with that water. And therefore the Mishnah says, um, When the water drawers come back from the Shiluach and they reach the Shar Hamaim, the water gate, the water gate was a gate that led into the Azara, the temple courtyard. It was on the southern side. Um, the ramp that leads up to the altar is on the southern side of the altar. Um, and it's basically right um, kind of opposite the ramp so that you walk straight through the Shar Hamaim and then almost like straight up the ramp. So that's where it was located. And as they emerged into the Azara, the Mishnah says, Taku v'taku. They would then blow the trumpets as a sign of, of Simcha rejoicing. Um, three blasts, Takiyah, the one long blast, Trua, 
the broken blasts, and then Takiyah again, one long blast, um, as a sign of, of the rejoicing. Later on in the Mishnah, in the Perakei Mishnah Hey 5.5, We'll sort of enumerate the various trumpet blasts that could happen during various procedures of the base of Mikdash. And um, this is referenced over there also. Um, that It's referred to over there as Shalosh Lamilui Hamayim, three blasts that are with the filling of the waters. Okay, so he walks in, or they walk in, um, the, into the Azara coming from the Shiluach. And they're going to go now, as the Mishnah says, Allah Bakevesh, they go straight up the ramp, Ufanala Smolo, and they would turn to their left. And since the ramp is on the southern side, so when they go up the ramp and turn to the left, they'll be now on the southwest corner of the Mizbeach. And we'll talk about that in a second. What there was over there, the Shnei Safsalin shall Kesafayusham. These two, uh, like water basins made out of silver that were there waiting for this libation. Now, um, in case you'll ask, the famous principle is when one turns on the altar, in the Mizbeach, um, and in the Beis Mikdash, all pneos, all turnings, are supposed to be derech um, yamin, to the right, meaning um, when you have to choose which to go, you're always going to kind of go counterclockwise, to right, and then like left, around, 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 and then that in Yom Perik, Yom on the first Perik, Mishnah, whatever, okay, um, it's in Sechaz Yom Perik Dalad Mishnah Hey. Um, but here, we're not going to make a turn to the right and go all the way around, as is usually done. And because, since they're on the gag, the top layer of the mizbech, and you have fire burning over there and smoke, we're concerned that the smoke will get into the water or the wine and, and ruin it. And therefore, um, every day of the year, when they do the wine libation, as well as today with the water libation, they're going to go up the ramp directly onto the gag, not on the sovev, and they're going to make a turn to the left right away to be, get direct, quick access to the these uh, safalim, these uh, these basins to pour the water and wine in. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Omer shall sidhay. Rabbi Yehuda says they weren't made of silver; rather, they were plaster. They were white plaster. Ela shahayu mushcharin penehen mipnehayin. The reason why they looked black, you know, silver with that side to weather will turn black um, as it oxidizes, and that's if you would, if they were silver basins, they would become blackened silver basins over time. So, no denying they were blackened basins. Rebuta says they weren't blackened because they were oxidized silver. Rather, they were made out of um, bright white sid, plaster. But, um, they became blackened because wine was poured on them, and wine over time, you know, this red, dark red wine, goes dark and black and sort of blackened the surface of the basin. Now, as we'll see in a moment, one basin... The one on the western side is for the water, and the other on the eastern side, of, compared to the other one, is uh, is going to be specifically for the wine. But Rabbi Huda understands that from time to time, people made mistakes. They poured wine in the wrong basin, so both basins had wine, which ultimately dried up and blackened, you know, discolored the, the sid, the plaster. Now, these two basins, they were perforated at the bottom of the basin. Um, like two little nostrils. The idea being that the basins had some decorative elements that made sort of like some protrusions at the bottom of the basins that, you know, like I'll call them legs, if you will, decorative elements, but they look kind of like noses and then at the bottom underneath they had little holes. So that's like, so that's like a, a nostril. So what happens is the wine or water will be poured, poured into the uh, basin and then the water would drain out through the bottom holes, like as if there were nostrils, and um, 
onto the top of the Mizbeach, the Gog of Mizbeach itself. So the Mishnah says here, they had two little, they're perforated, um, like kachatam and dak, like two little tiny nostrils, echad echad but one was thicker than the other, meaning that the, the gauge, the diameter of the hole, but one is wider than the other, because you wanted that the wine and water should finish flowing through the basins and onto the mezbeach at the same time. And since um, wine flows slower than water, because it's more viscous and thicker, and I assume that their wine was significantly more viscous than the kind of wine we're used to today, which is which is thin and filtered. So it would pour slower, and therefore you have to have a slightly bigger hole, so it would kind of be able to catch up. Now, I should have talked about the shirim before, about the three lugan. Why is the number three lugan for the water? Where does it come from? So the answer is that there's no tradition about how much water should be brought. However, when it comes to um, nesachim, there are different... Um, quantities that are used for nisuchayayin um, that accompany shlam and, and olas, depending on which type of animal is being brought. Smallest of animals, like a little sheep, which is in the case of the tamet shalshachar, is a little sheep. It's a, the shear in the Torah is a revius hahin, a quarter of a hin. A hin is 12 lug. A revius hahin, therefore, is three lug. Um, and that's the smallest amount that you ever do use as a nisach, as a, as a, as a nisachim, as a, as a libation. So therefore, we're using um, water in that amount because that's the smallest amount that ever could be um, used in nisachim. Rams take a third and bulls take a half of a hin. So it's bigger amounts, but that's not relevant here. So we're going to pour... Three lug called a liter and a half of water, and in the in the um, the basin that's further to the west, and three lug of wine in the basin, also in the southwest corner, but that's further to the. You know, it's just shifted off to the um, east a tiny bit, next you know relative to the water basin, and we'll pour them both in, and they are supposed to end draining through those chatamin, through those little nostrils, onto the surface of the mizbech at the same time. Now from there. There are holes on the mezbeach itself, like drainage holes. Um, there's lots of, remember, you're burning all sorts of things, lots of fluids coming off the animals and so, um, besides the nesachim. So there's holes that are drainage holes on the top of the mezbeach that go down deep into the ground far below the altar. So they would drain, the nesachim would drain from the surface of the of the altar, the gog, down through those holes into the place called the shisin, these like underground caverns, where um, the wine and blood from the korbanos would would gather. Now, the mission here says, Ma'ravi Shalmayim, the west, on the southwest corner, it's the western of the two, which is designated for the water. Mizrahi, the eastern one, shifts to the east of that. Um, Shalyayin, that's for the wine ones. Now, Shalmayim Latoch Hayayin, Vishalyayin Latoch Hamayim, if you mix them up and you poured water into the designated wine one or wine into the designated water one, Yatza, so that's not Lachachila, but Bidiyevid, you're still Yotzi or the Mitzvah, as long as you don't and pour them, mix them up, and pour them together. That you can't do. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Belog Hayamanasach Kol Shmona. Rabbi Yehuda says it was with a lug, and he did it all eight. So Rabbi Yehuda is actually arguing on two separate points that were raised by the Tanakam before. Uh, the first is, Tanakam had said that the amount is three lugin, but Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's just one lug, a smaller amount. Um, he has a different tradition regarding what the Lach Lemosh Masinai was. According to him, the tradition that goes back to Moshe is specifically that it should be one lug. Um, this is sort of interesting in as much as the Rabbam 
um, says in, in his Hakdamat of Parish that there are no machloksin regarding halachal Moshmi Sinai. Here there clearly is one from the Tanaim. Um, so the simplest answer is the Ram didn't mean no machlokas. Well, he meant no machlokas about the basic din, but not the specifics of the din. Okay. So that's the first thing Rabbi Huda is arguing on the the size of the lug. But there's a second thing. The second thing is how many days of the holiday do we have in Nisach Hamayim? According to Tanakama, it was seven days because Shemini Atzeres is not included. Rabbi Huda says no, it's all eight days because the eighth day is also required to have simcha, like the first seven. And this is part of the simcha process, the pouring of the water. And therefore, he says you do it all eight days. Halacha falls a Tanakama, Racham not Rebihuda, so we're talking about three Logan and only seven days for Nisa Chamaim Lahalacha. Now, the Mishnah wraps up by saying, and to the person who's doing the pouring of the water libation, Omrim Lo, they say to him, Hagba Yadcha, raise up your hand high so we can see it. Meaning they want to see the water being poured in, they want to actually see the water goes into the basin. Shepamachas nisech echad algabi raglav. One time, there was a certain person with Sadducee leanings, um, and he didn't pour the water into the basin because he rejected the stukim, the Sadducees. They don't believe in the halachas Messina, They only believe in the written Torah, since there's no mention of nisach mayim in the written Torah. So therefore, he didn't think the water libation was required. So he poured it on his feet instead. And the people were appalled, and they pelted him with their esrogan. They had esrogan in hand because this is being done, of course, during Sukkot in the morning time, and when they're there in the base of Mikdash um, with their arbaminim in hand. So it's interesting. The Mishnah doesn't say anything more. Um, there is Josephus reports how in the first century BCE, so we're talking something getting close to, say, 300 years before the Mishnah was written, that um, Alexander Yane, Alexander Janaeus, who was the the uh, like the king of the Jews at the time, um, from the Hasmonean dynasty, so he had Stuki leanings, Sadducee leanings, and he's the one who did this, and they pelted him with stones, he was, uh, with, excuse me, with um, Esrogim, and he was rather angry, and actually there was a result, there was like um, 6,000 Jews were killed, and ultimately things led to a civil war, um, largely because of this event, or partially because of this event as the case may be. Um, so, in any case, the mission here is recording that, but here in the mission it mentions nothing explicitly about Alexander Yanai, and certainly, and in Josephus, it does talk about it being the Chag, but no mention of the water libation per se, um, so that connection may be tenuous. Be that as it may, and that's what the mission has to say on the Nisuch Amayim.